I've got over 68, I think it is 68 convictions um, in the criminal courts. I've been in prison six times, um, five different, or four different boys' homes, I'm sorry, yeah, four different boys' homes. But I have no education whatsoever. And here's this dude, this Sam, this guy Sam, bro, and I go to Parliament, to New Zealand Parliament building. I meet with the Minister for Domestic Violence and Sexual Harm Prevention. I meet with her. I sit in her fucking office, bro. I go out the front. We do a Facebook Live on the Parliament steps. Like, that's amazing. This guy yeah. did that. This episode of the Authentic Adversity podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Another Road Drug and Alcohol Treatment Center. Another Road offers a client-centered recovery program tailored to every individual's circumstances. Their focus is to create a supportive healing environment rather than a rigid, rule-based institution. Their dedicated commitment upholds the individual values respecting each person's desire for recovery. Another Road understands that every individual requires a unique and focused approach to their recovery. Certain modalities of treatment are introduced along with the tools necessary for each client. Located in a rural setting, their addiction treatment center for all genders provides the perfect setting for a transformative recovery experience and sense of belonging. The private residential treatment facility offers an unparalleled program with counselors that have in-depth knowledge based on varying years of experience in addiction. Another Road utilizes unique individual focus plans for recovery that address the complexities of drug addiction, alcoholism, and prescription medication misuse. They have a 65% success rate when clients follow their program. I know many people who have completed this program and they have absolutely rave reviews. To learn more, visit anotherroad.ca. Remarkable people overcoming remarkable challenges with resilience, dedication, community, and grit. Listen as they share their stories of overcoming adversity. Open your eyes to what is genuinely possible for all of us. Authentic Adversity with host Chris Howe. Welcome back to another episode of the Authentic Adversity podcast. If you like the content, please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, today, I'm sitting down with uh, Sam Troth. He is a sexual abuse survivor, an advocate, and an educator. Uh, and he's got an amazing story of uh, recovery and redemption. And he's really living in his truth now and being quite outspoken um, and, and really doing his part in uh, facilitating change and making a difference in the world. So welcome, Sam. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's it's my honor. Um, you know, I we were talking a little bit off air, and um, you know, I it's it's amazing uh, how many people from your part of the world that you know that I'm getting to interview, and I really love that about this. That uh, the virtual recordings is that you know I could talk to anybody anywhere in the world. So we're getting uh, a lot of great perspective, and you know, um, the guys that I've talked to and the guys that I plan to talk to in New Zealand are all really, really doing a great job in making a difference, uh, speaking up, uh, being open and honest about their stories, and really, really creating a space that's uh, safe to share and that's uh, welcoming to everybody. So, you know, I appreciate that about you and about your story, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, sweet, man, bro. Cheers. Appreciate it. Yeah, there's a few, um, well, there's a lot of 
a lot of guys that are trying to do stuff in New Zealand. Um, we've got huge yeah. problems with growth, so um, I'm just one of of hundreds, if not thousands, of dudes that are that are trying to make a difference for no other reason than 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 love with another brother, really. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I I love it, and that's what this is all about, right? This is it's about getting a message out there, and you know, being a being a part in shifting the culture and uh, changing, you know, people's perspectives and uh, your story does just that. So, um, you know, to get into it, I usually like to talk a little bit about childhood, what it was like for you growing up and uh, we'll kind of walk through your life that way. Yeah. Growing up, uh, I had three older sisters. Um, my parents were immigrants. They moved from England to New Zealand. Um, we were quite isolated as a family unit. Um, mm-hmm. We, we weren't well off, you know, we were okay. We didn't realize you know, like uh, mum and dad did a good job at, at, at providing, I guess, the necessities that we didn't realise yeah. growing up. But looking back now, you know, things were tight. Um, right. I um, I was a normal young lad. Um, everything was fine. Um, and then uh, I started spending some time with a, with a work colleague of my father's mm-hmm. um, who, who started basically grooming me and started sexually abusing me. Um, yeah. And that started at around age nine. And and that continued for, for several years till I was about 13 was the last time it happened. Um, yeah. And so that kind of was the end of my semi-normal upbringing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I think that's, um, you know, and I have a similar thing that happened to me um, around age seven. And, you know, when I tell my story, I always say that, you know, when that stuff starts to happen to us, it's like taking our childhood away from us. You know, um, we stop being a child Absolutely. at that point because we have so many questions. Um, we're blaming. We don't know whether to blame ourselves, whether to be angry, whether to be sad. Uh, we don't feel we can talk about it because yeah. whoever's, you know, the perpetrator of this is is generally telling us that this is our secret, you know, this sort yeah. of thing. And I mean, it's a really, really tough place to put uh, a young person and a young man uh, to put to put that pressure on them to keep this secret that, you know, it, it needs to be shared. You, you, at nine years old, you're not expected to be able to carry that kind of trauma at any yeah. age. You're not, no. but you know, no. a, a child, you know, that's just, it's so unfair. And, you know, it's, it's a, you know, for us men, I, I believe that it's a lot more common than, than anybody knows. Um, yeah. Just for the simple fact yeah. that guys aren't speaking up about it. Right. Yeah, so our statistics in New Zealand are one in six men. Yeah, and um, and and one in three women. So it's, yeah, it's full on, you know. Um, that is, it's 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 a real problem here, and like you say, no one speaks up about it. You know, I was silent for many years. You know, yeah. so I after after that abuse um, sort of concluded, and I guess looking back, maybe I. I think the last that year there was just I, I I think he knew that I fucking had enough and that I was right. ready to, to 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 fucking stand up for myself maybe or but he um it stopped and then and then that's sort of um where a lot of trouble started for me I obviously dropped out of college um I don't well high school so I'd only just started my year nine education so I did a couple mm. of weeks of that and I dropped out um yeah. into boys homes so into state care till I was 16 in and out of out of state care boys homes running away going to secure lockup boys homes and um right. long term programs and and sort of just and then into into jail yeah. and um and and did nothing but 
three if he'd go to jail get out and i was just angry man i was just I, yeah I, you know when i was younger it was it was smashing stuff up and it was smashing people up or trying to smash people up because i don't right. proclaim to be a tough guy or nothing but you know just just violence in general and then yeah. um and then as it progressed and i got older and um and and and, and had a drug addiction a methamphetamine addiction um it become car theft and things like that yeah. and um and that went right through to i was 22 23 wow. I think a lot of us that have had these childhood traumas that were that were you know so scarring for us. I think we do. You know, we turn to we turn to acting out. We turn to drugs. We turn to alcohol. We turn to harming ourselves and others. Um, and you know, it's all in this desperate attempt or, or this desperate cry for help. I believe, right? Like we want to be loved <laughs> yeah, and we want to be noticed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really Look it's really me. quite a shame. Yeah, yeah, it's what yeah. it is, man. And especially when I remember being younger. And, and and I think about this all the time when I see this youth crime pro problem and, and, and I see young people acting out. It's a fucking cry for help, man. Like no one at, at 10, 12, 13, whatever, no one at a young age like that is bad. They're not bad. They're no, not. You're right. They're just not. So if they're acting out and if they're angry and if they're doing this shit, something's not right. You know what I mean? And, and and it's literally that's what it is. It's a scree. It's a cry for help. You're 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 gagging for a teacher to ask you what's going on. You're you're dying for your parents to realise what's going on. You're you're you know yeah. even when the cops arrest you, man, you're thinking to yourself, but this dude could he could stop everything, you know, or he he could he could help fix what happened, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, know you just want anyone, anyone, bro. It's uh yeah, it really is. And it's, it's, it's a desperate, you know, it's out of desperation. And, you know, I think that that need to be noticed and need to be, uh, you know, we're really, you know, we want to be cared for. We want to be loved. We want to, we want a safe place. Every, every yeah. child wants a safe place and a, a place where they can be themselves and they can, uh, you know, share, share how they feel. But, you know, I think yeah. especially for us men, um, there's not a lot of those, well, you know, we're, we're around the same age group the same, you know, and, uh, especially back then there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of safe places for men to talk about anything, you know, emotion wise. No. Right. Yeah. Nah. And, and the system wasn't, is it still isn't geared for that? You know, like, um, even yeah. in my own situation, you know, all of the, all of the time that I spent in these boys homes and the state care and then into prison, there's no intervention. There's no system coming to you and saying, Hey man, um, what's wrong? Like even they're yeah. not asking, you know what I mean? And they're the one that's punishing. They're looking at you. They got your rap sheet. They're like, "Wow, this dude's so angry. Look at him. He's he's just a little kid. He's just a, what, what's actually wrong with him?" But they don't they don't apply the resources. They've only got a guy to turn the key and another person to right. pass the food out. Basically, you know what I mean? The money's yeah. not there to to care any further. They I guess they take care of your physical health when they when they put you in care. You know, when you're in, when you're in a boys' home, when you're in prison, they, they they're feeding you. They're putting you, yeah. they're giving you a bed, they're giving you a pillow, they're giving you a blanket, they're making sure you, you're not going to freeze to death, you know, you're not going to right. starve to death, and, and, and you're not going to dehydrate because there's water in your room. But that's yeah. what they're doing, they're not looking after up here, and, that, and that's at least half of it, you know? For sure, for sure. And, you know, it, it the, the whole idea of, of uh, you know, locking somebody up, it, it's supposed to be about rehabilitation, yeah. you know, reform yeah. and, re, and rehabilitation. And, you know, if there's if there's nothing in the system to facilitate those that, you know, that rehabilitation or that change in somebody, well, are they, why are they surprised that people keep reoffending? And, you know, it's just exactly. this revolving yep. door in the prisons. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And, and it's a, it's really quite a shame, um, 
you know, that there's not more programs. Um, I know, you know, here in Canada, we've now got programs, in, you know, inside and, you know, help with addictions, the counselors and, and mental health, uh, you know, support, but it's still not enough. I think you, you yeah. still have to, you have to, you have to seek it out. You have to say, yeah. you know, I want to go to this meeting or I want to see this counselor. It's not, it's not a mandatory it thing. And, it should be compulsory. Absolutely. It should be like a medical check. It should be, yep. man. And it should be done. If, if you've got dudes that are in there doing time, um, you should know everything about them. You should know their, you should know about yeah. what their support network looks like on the outside, what their relationship looks like, what their, what their goods are, what their bads are like, what is this, what's going on for this individual. Let's create yeah. a path for them through this. And, and let's, you know what I mean? Because there's every person, every person is different. Like, yeah. you know, like um, every person, some people have got nothing. Some people have got no one out there. So they really right. need good support and they need, they need support post release. You know what I mean? Where other people, absolutely. Other people just need a little bit of support inside, and then and then some some um, some guidelines for their for their own support network. You know, everyone's different. Definitely. But, yeah. You know, I think things are changing. I, I definitely know that things are changing and moving in the right direction, but just so slow and so little, like you say. You know, just mm -hmm. just you know, it's kind of like they're like, oh, shit. you know, it's just like rehabs here in New Zealand. Like we've known we've had a huge epidemic with methamphetamine for twenty years. Yeah, you know, like um, I remember being an addict, and I couldn't get into a rehab. It was it was no. unheard of. You know what I mean? Wow. It, we, the facilities weren't there. You know, like you'd, you'd be on a waiting list. You'd literally be using waiting for a callback. Right. Well, <laughs> like and you that's can't the thing. Turn up somewhere. You know, you, yeah. you would think that you could turn up to the hospital and say, "I'm fucked. I need a detox. Yep. Seven day detox me, and then put me into a residential program." Nah. Nah. Yeah you've bounced away you've got to get an actual referral you've got to go to your gp get a referral from your gp so you go to your yeah. general practitioner doctor and be like i'm a drug addict they're like oh here's an appointment to see such and such in four weeks i'll call i'll go i'll go you for another four weeks and then and then you're like right. oh, i'm too high to go to my appointment fuck that I'm happy yeah. again. Well, that's the problem with that. You know, yeah, they'll they'll give you a three month wait list to get into treatment, but in those three months, you either you you could possibly die because you're going to keep using, yep. or or yep. that spark that you had, that little spark that said I need to change, goes away because you get yep. deeper into the into the use. It, it's a shame, and you know, we have a little bit of that here too with with wait lists, but you know, it, it's it's getting much better, and um and there's there's help from the government now. And, um, you know, it's, it's becoming a little more accessible, which is really nice. Um, but yeah. you know, the, the drug problem is getting a lot worse though. So there's, there's more demand, right. And it's, yeah. it's tough to keep up with that demand. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, like the whole approach with everything, um, you know, you've got to, you've got, instead of, you know, look at that, look at the cause, you know, like you need it, they need to yeah. look back and, and, and sort of start. And it's the same with mental health, you know, like, um, out of the prison system and just in the, in the general public here, you know, like um, we've got a real bad suicide uh, uh, rate here, you know, we're, we're sort of around the 600 a year. I think last year was 590 something, but all we've just started talking about is suicide, you know, so we're, we're talking about suicide and that's, that's a side effect. Let's talk yeah. about why. And that comes back to these horrific statistics we have around childhood trauma and it's not just sexual it's physical and emotional as well it's intergenerational Absolutely. it's colonial it's there's just you know what i mean it, it's just so in, in, entwined in our society 
Right. Um, but yeah. people, people don't want to don't want to really acknowledge it, you know, and, and, and they're just like, OK, well, these this demographic of people are, are, are committing suicide a lot. This age group are committing suicide a lot. Why? Because yeah. you've got no fucking support sorry, for these dudes. You know, there's no yeah. there's no help for them. That's why, you know, and yeah, if we look definitely. back, it's 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 that childhood trauma. You know, a lot of it is childhood trauma. Like we've got a statistic here. So. Uh, 90% of children that, that commit suicide under the age of 14 in New Zealand were sexually mm-hmm. abused. Yeah. So yeah. in 2020, we had six children commit suicide that were under 14. Oh, really? So of yeah. those six, five, five were sexual abuse victims. Do you know what I mean? Right. Why, aren't we, yeah. why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we advertising it? Why, aren't we, why isn't the government marketing this to get this information of prevention, awareness, and understanding into the homes, you know, yes, like the same yes. way they market um, alcohol, um, the same way they market um, driving campaigns and road safety campaigns, you know, the same way they market um, election campaigns. Yeah. You yeah, know? it's crazy. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. I think that, you know, um, everything comes back to childhood trauma. That's that's the root of everything that and, and we treat the symptoms. We don't treat the root. And and it yeah, takes man. us, you know, it takes us years of, you know, uh, drug abuse, you know, physical abuse, uh, you know, going through sexual abuse, going through, uh, you know, going through the system, um, you know, whatever it takes for us to get to a point to get into some sort of treatment. And then we look at the childhood stuff and yeah. it's like, well, we what about. You know, what about all those years that we lost, uh, you know, and and why are we not why are we not going straight to the root that we know that that's the problem? It's it's all stemming from childhood trauma. Um, and yeah, we're treating symptoms. We're only gutsy enough to talk about these symptoms or these side effects. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And like um, and, and that's the way I see suicide is it's, it's a side effect. You know, it's what that's that's what they did. That was their out, yeah. you know what I mean, and 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 um, right. and that's fucking heavy all on its own, you know. Um, but why, 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 why? Let's 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 peel back the onion, you know. Like why? What's going yeah. on? And and that's so with our domestic, uh, with our physical and our um, mental or emotional abuse, it's one in three men in New Zealand by the age of eighteen. So that's um that's that's a huge wow. number, man. It is. So we're yeah. about five million our population. I did a I did a post on Instagram. And I worked out that the one in six uh, men that were abused by the time they were 18, I got the number of men in New Zealand that are over 18 okay. and, um, and, and, and took one in six of that because those are our current survivors because they yeah. fall after 18. And that was 316,000 men. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, out of five million. And then so yeah. if, you, uh, if you made that one and three with the physical and the mental, that's, you know, that's 640 odd thousand or 630 odd thousand men. Right. You know, that's a huge chunk. It's that a is. huge amount of people and, and they're all carrying something and they're all a bit angry and they're all a bit this and they're all a bit that and just some other things in life. And, and that's what pushes them over the edge, man. And because we don't talk, no one wants to yeah. talk. Right. It's it's yeah. not it's not tough. It's no, I'm yeah. all good, you know. You all good, bro? Yeah, I'm all good, bro. Yeah. Right. Are you all good? No, I'm not. I've been thinking about topping myself. Or no, no, I'm not, man. This, you know, I don't know if it's um, because we 
don't want to have the conversation or is if, if it's because we think the other guy doesn't want to have the conversation because you know when you see someone that's not doing well naturally i know for me i feel my heart feels for them and if they're not saying anything about it they're not reaching out to me i like to just let them know that i'm here you know what i mean yeah. so it's like why you know like it's just it's 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 fucked you know what I mean? It, it really is, yeah. If I reach out to a bro and I say, fuck, man, are you doing all good, man? Like, I'm here if you need a chat, brother, you know? They'll yeah. be like, boom, I aren't, I'm not doing well, you know? Like, actually, yeah, man, fuck, this and this yeah. and this. And it's like, okay, how come you didn't, how come How come I had to pull it out of you? You know, why, yeah. are, we, why are we stuck in that? Well, I think that, yeah, I and I see that a lot too. I think that, you know, um, as people who are in this sort of advocacy, advocacy space now and who are open and honest about our stories, um, you know, I think we're, we're doing our part in opening the door to that dialogue and opening the door to that conversation. But yeah. we may not we may not open the door soon enough. Right. So like yeah. you're, you're right. There's a there's a, a disconnect there in, you know, somebody's waiting for us to ask them, are you really yeah. OK? But why can't they just say Hey man, do you have twenty minutes? I need a I need a call. I need to have a chat, or let's go grab a coffee. I need to get something yeah. off my chest. And yeah. you know, I I I see I see a small culture shift in uh, in in this. You know, I, I think especially with you know social media and everything, and you know, incrementally, it's becoming more acceptable for men to talk about how they're really doing, talk about their emotions, talk about what's really going on or talk about some of the stuff in the past that, you know, that they have been yeah. holding for so many years um, yeah. because, because we're actively creating these spaces now. And, you know, we've got people that are, that are, that are loud speaking, speaking up loudly online about this stuff. But, you know, it, it sometimes when you're in that position, I, I know for myself, I've, I've felt like, you know, I, yeah, I want to call somebody. I want to talk to somebody, but I look at my phone and I think that thing weighs about a thousand pounds. I can't bring it to my ear to, to make that phone call. And, um, I've been actively trying to do my part in, um, having a group of guys where I just check it, check in twice a week. Hey man, just checking yeah. in. How's everything going? Just, just so you know, yeah. I'm here, I'm thinking about you. And, yeah. you know, just to kind of create that, create that, open that door and then hopefully yeah. create some momentum that maybe some other people follow suit. And I think that yeah. a lot of guys, a lot of men around the world are starting to do that, but Absolutely. there's still, yeah, but there's still that, that disconnect because when it's crisis time, that's when the person needs to reach out and that's the hardest time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we go into that. Nah, this is too full on. It's almost like you instinctively, you think I'll carry this. I've got to carry this while well, I yeah. can't burden my brother, you know, almost, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I know for me, I carried all my shit. And, and eventually, when I finished, I, I had a, I had my firstborn son um, and I was 23. Okay. And, um, and, and that was it. I stopped crime. I stopped all the bullshit. I still had a meth problem. And, yeah. um, and that continued for, for quite a few years um, as a functioning addict um, in the closet, you know, okay. hiding behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think like it, 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 in 2019, um, I got, I got to rock bottom, um, mentally, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I was ready to commit suicide. I'd planned it. I had researched it. I'd done what I needed to do to, to make it work. 
um, and I sat my wife down, you know, and we've got four beautiful children and we also have three children, uh, two nieces and a nephew. So, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And, uh, and I sat her down and said, this is what I want to do. You know, um, she, I went and got myself right at a mates. You know, I had a few mates that come in tight, you know, and, okay. and wrapped me up basically, yeah. you know what I mean, man, and helped me out and checked in and daily checked in with me, you know, um, yeah. And that, but, but again, you know, like I could have reached out to those dudes and they would have done that for me, but I reached out to my wife and told my wife where I was at. And I almost needed her to be like an interpreter and sort yeah. of like, you know, bring us together and be like, okay, right. You man, talk to man, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, the fact that you did bring it to her is amazing because, you know, that, that, that tells me that, you know, you're the trust and the um, the relationship that you have is that where you can feel safe to share, which is absolutely essential yeah. in a relationship. Um, yeah. And the fact that, and I, I, I can, I can very much understand that because sometimes I'll bring something to my wife and they'll, they'll kind of be that, that, that third party that says to my, you know, says to my friends, Hey, you know, Chris is going through something. You should, you should give him a yeah. call, shoot him a text or whatever go have coffee with them. Um, and I know, and I, and I think, I, I think I am telling her what's going on a, because I do trust her and, and she's a very healthy person that I, that I, I lean on a lot for my mental health and my, my emotional health and, and that sort of thing. But, um, but B, I know that that's, if they get a phone call from her, they know it's, they know it's something serious. Like, hey, mm, yeah. you, he needs you yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. And mommy's ringing, eh? Yeah. yeah. And his wifey's calling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's likewise, you know what I mean? Like, if, if one of the brother's wives are calling you or their partner's calling you, you're like, and they're like, oh, man, the bro, straight away, you're like, oh, fuck, this is serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as, as, soon as wifey's involved, you know, it's serious. And um, I guess, like, oh, I, I was at a point with it where it was scaring me because... I I was I was going through my methodology. I'm a carpenter, okay. you know what I mean. So like I know that if I've got to, I've got to build something, bro. Whether I'm building a deck, whether I'm extending a house, whether whatever I'm doing, I need to build to a plan. I need that plan. I need my methodology, bro. I need to know where I start, what yeah. I do, my process of it. And before I knew it, I was doing that with my life. You right. know what I mean? I'm planning the end. Yeah. You know? And um, and so I'm like, I can't, I can't do it without. You know, like I can't just. I need to tell her that I'm going to do it. I need, she needs to know, like, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And this is, this is actually how far I am down this, this, this track, you yeah. know? So, because I want, I was, I want to do it, but I didn't want to do it because I was, you know, it was like, it was like the last, almost like the last step in my methodology. Like if she, could she said to me, let's, you, you need to get a break. You need to have a break. You get your head right. And go to therapy, and if that doesn't work, you do what you've got to do. Yeah. So basically, she gave me she she's you know what I mean. She said, "You try these things," um, because my head wasn't well, bro. You know, like I, I still suffer from night terrors. Probably a couple of times a week, I have bad dreams or night terrors or flashbacks, whatever people want to call them. Yeah. Um, I used to have them back then. Every other night, at least. I could have like three, I could go three, four nights in a row, bro, waking up crying, sweating, or, 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 you know, waking up, yeah, you know, that sort of shit, uh -huh. uh, or not waking up at all. And in the morning going, Oh my God, like just 
fuck. Yes. You know, so I can um, so relate to that, man. It happens to me too. Yeah, and yeah, it's, bro. it's, it's a PTSD thing that like, I, I, I truly believe that happens to so many of us out there. And, um, yeah, you're definitely not alone in that. Um, and I, and I, yeah, and I know how vicious that is because that loss of control and that, you know, that, that feeling it's, it's like, you're, you're truly living that experience that you, you're that you're, there. yeah. You're there. It's, You're and it's exhausting. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. It is, bro. Like, um, I can, um, I, I can, I can like make it like, it looks like someone's got a bucket, bro, and poured water on the bed, bro. Like, I'll sweat yes. that yeah. much. And I can wake up and be like, you know, like it's, it's, it's almost like the physical reaction is almost over dramatic. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's, I do. it's, it's like, yeah bro yeah like the wife like don't sleep in the same bed you know like get <laughs> yeah. out like, you yeah know? it's 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 bad bro and like i, I tried rescripting. um so i went out after after that i would have got my head right bro so 2019 mm -hmm. i got my head right when i stayed at a mate's farm for a couple months yeah and then came back to the family unit and, and started seeing a psychologist okay um and that was weekly and i saw her for two years every week um, through COVID, it was on the phone, which I preferred. It was actually easier to talk to her on the phone. Okay. Um, but um, so like she she taught me this thing about rescripting. So um, so I'd have the dream, and my 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 um, usual reaction was to you know if I was wet, I'd have a shower, or sometimes I would have a shower, but then sometimes that could be triggering, so I wouldn't have a shower. Yeah. Um, but nine times out of ten, I'd smoke a joint. <laughs> okay. Try and go back to sleep. Yeah. Well, that was it. Um, so she said rescripting and, and basically so I would have this this bad dream or this flashback or whatever it may be and wake up. And in the moment when I woke up, um I, I sit up and I would rescript. So I would carry the dream on in my mind. So I'd sit there and I'd go, Okay. And then this dude from Authentic Adversity, Chris, he come in the room and he just can hit this motherfucker. And, <laughs> and then we both just smashed him, you know, whatever. Then the cops came and what whatever, you know, like yeah. I, I just Rescript it however I wanted to rescript it to a positive ending. Yeah. And that kind of like it felt a bit corny to be honest. Like I, I tried it, I I did give it a hundred percent, but sometimes I'd start doing it and I'd just be like, oh, fuck this, and I'd just go and do what I normally <laughs> yeah. did, have a have a cup of tea and smoke a joint. You right. know? But um but it did it did help. It did help. And I think I think um if if it was a one-off event, mm -hmm. I think that rescripting would really, really help. But um, because my abuse took took place over many years um, at so many locations, so many different times, yeah. and so many different scenarios, and so many different acts, if you will. Right. Um, my dreams are so complex, bro. It's it's like that um that um rapid eye movement therapy, you yeah. know, um, where you where you follow something. Yes. Yeah. And you bring your memory up, you work through that trauma, you let your brain process it. It's like, I've got so many things that would have to do the individual scenarios and situations that it just, it won't work for me. Right. Yeah. So it's like the same with the dreams, you know, like, um, yeah, just, they can be, they can be all over the place as opposed to just like this one memory or this one time, you know, yeah, definitely um, not trying to, not trying to devalue um, anyone that's, it's only happened once or whatever. Like, um, I'm just saying it, it's just, it's just different for me and it's different for everyone. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I've done some work with that sort of, uh, that, that's that type of, uh, of healing as well. And, um, I found it quite, uh, quite beneficial, but as you said, so for myself, like I've been, I've been doing this work with a psychologist for three years now. And 
every time I see her, we have to do a different event and we're going back and, and it's like, it, it feels like it's never ending because, you know, we're rescripting events that happened to me, to me when, uh, when I was a child and, and we're, and I'm, I'm going in as me, like current day me giving myself the love that I wasn't given in those situations, in those scenarios. Um, but like, as you said, there's so many and there's so much, there's so much trauma. It's like, I feel like three years I've been yeah. doing this and I'm just scratching the surface. I, there's so much more. Yeah. And I, so I understand what you're yeah. saying. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like I can, I can rescript these things as they come up, but the things never stop coming. Right. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, like bro. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The train ain't stopping. Hey, bro. It's like, yeah. Fuck. So you're just constantly, so yeah, it was like, you know, but um, I found that, um, helping and talking and healing and since i started what i've the, you know the road to healing out here all my page um and my mission and sort of just like almost tried to rebrand myself and and um and turn my trauma into my superpower bro yeah you know go from from victim to survivor to now i'm a thriver bro you know now right. I'm, I'm pumping and i'm I'm trying to pull other people up to where I was and where I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Like what you're doing today, because you know, yeah. that's, that's, as we said off air, right? Like th that's what this is about, right? Like what are we doing yeah. today to, yeah, to change yeah. and do our part in, in giving back and in, um, yeah. you know, helping, helping another brother or, or anybody who's, who's listening or who, who reaches out for help. You know, what, are, what are we doing today? Yeah, and, that's right. yeah. you know, I want to talk about your walk. I want to, you know, I want to know all these, the positive stuff, so, you know, and the changes that yeah, have right. happened, uh, you know, over the last, I don't know how many years now, but yeah. The journey has been from 2019 and that was two years of psychologist. Um, she was a female. I needed a female, bro. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't do a room with a dude that I'd never met before mm. and talk about this shit. No way. Yeah. So, uh, but I got, I, I, I got to the point. Um, about a year ago where I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for a dude. Like I, I need a dude now. Like I, I just feel like this, this approach I'm taking with this lady is, is awesome. And she's gotten me so far. Yeah. She's not going to get me to the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's her, and she's, she's done her bit. Mm -hmm. So I got, a, I got, a, I reached out and, um, and I got a male, um, support, support worker or, or male counselor. Yeah. He's a registered counselor, registered psychologist. I think he's a psychologist. He's definitely a registered counselor. Okay. Um, and he works for a, um, organization called Male Survivors Aotearoa. Mm. Um, he is, um, works for the Bay of Plenty branch, but they have an office in every region in okay. New Zealand. I think they've got seven or 11. I'm not quite sure. Don't quote me on it. But um, basically in every region of New Zealand, you can reach out to these people, male support services or male survivors is what, yeah. the, what they're called. Okay. And, um, and they'll hook you up, bro, like um, all free, like all government funded oh, like, wow. um, for trauma, for fucking, they'll, they'll help you. Like if you're going through struggles um, with custody and if you're just a man, a male and you need support in, in any sort of mental health capacity, you go there, bro, and they hook you up, man. And and it's and their criteria is quite wide, you know, like yeah. not many people have to pay for their service. Um, Amazing. So I I hooked in with them and um and I said that I wanted to do something different. At the same time, I was listening to some podcasts. Um, a mate sent me through a podcast of uh, a guy from Australia, uh, Brent Simpson. Um, he's got a, a quite a popular podcast called The Clink. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was an interview that he did with another guy, Dave from New Zealand, um, who's on the Fallon show, another, another popular podcast over here. Yeah. And this guy, this guy, Simo, Brent, he 
biked across Australia like 3,000 kilometers to mm-hmm. raise awareness for male survivors of sexual abuse. This was a sergeant at arms um, enforcer for an ex sergeant arms and enforcer for a, for a hardcore one of Australia's most hardcore bikey clubs. Yeah, like this dude was was you know yeah. was and is is a gangster you know hardcore. Yeah. And I thought if this guy can make you know because I'm listening to this podcast I'm watching it, I'm like holy fuck man this dude if this dude can do it and yeah. not even be ashamed or embarrassed if this guy can be vulnerable this badass i can you know what i mean yeah so amazing I thought, i'm not gonna ride a push bike <laughs> yeah. but i thought fuck it i'll walk i'll walk the country i'll walk new zealand yeah. so um so that's what i decided to do so i went to my council dude and i said look bro um i want to walk the whole country and raise awareness and i want to heal myself i want to i want to find myself i want to I want to scream like no one's there. I want to cry. I want to laugh. I want. I just want to fucking go on a journey, you know, yeah. just pilgrimage, whatever you call it, man. I need to find, you know, I, I need to do this. And right. so it's like, yeah, bro, I'll support you, you know, whatever. He's like, you know, um, however, told my sisters and my wife and shit and, and said, look, this is what I want to do. Uh, my sister's awesome. She's got a marketing and advertising company. So straight away, she was like, right, let's create a social media. Let's do this. Let's do that. I've never been on social media in my life. Um, I was scared of social media, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we created this page, the road to healing out here at all. And, um, and, and fucking, I sold my, I, I sold my truck. I, I, I sold some of my tools. Um, I, I fucking got some loans off. I, I big borrowed and stole basically, um, <laughs> to rack yeah. up some funds. And, 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 uh, on the 24th of October last year, I flew to the bottom of New Zealand and I started walking to the top. That's amazing. <laughs> So, okay. So like, so uh, what, and and in total, how, how many kilometers is that? 2,280. Amazing. And how long did it take you to, to make the the whole walk? 60, 67 days. Wow. And so did you have like, did you have checkpoints or was just like, you know what? I'm done for today. So just towns, Brian. Yeah. It was just towns. So like um, each day's distance was determined on where my accommodation was for that night. Okay. So my sister was amazing. All I had to do, bro, was just turn up and fucking walk. Like I didn't even know where my next um couple of I'd know my towns, but I wouldn't know my my where my ACOM was. Yeah. And my sister was just booking sort of a week in advance every week and um and she'd just tell me that this is where you're going in the morning and I just punch it into my Google Maps. Boom, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's fifty two Ks or whatever. Okay, let's go. Nice. And I'll follow yeah. I'd go, man. Um, I had a day pack. Okay. Um, I also had a big pack that originally I was intending to carry, which was about twenty-two kilos all up. Oh wow! But just through the through the stroke of 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 I don't know, just the universe helping, I didn't have to carry it once, bro. So there was people just moving it for me. Uh, people reaching wow. out on social media, yeah, and moving it for me each day. Um, you know, these male survivors each. Each region, as I passed through these regions, um, I, I was supported by these officers. Yeah. So these, so these workers were coming in, and they were moving my bag for me, and That's you know, incredible. some, some um, paid for some accommodation, some bought me meals. Um, yeah. The guys down south, they they put me up. I think it was ten days or something, or eleven days. They paid for my whole first leg, basically, of um, hotels, food, yeah, everything, anything I wanted. It was it was fucking awesome. That's unreal. That's th- to feel that support yeah. must have been just like. So like that must it have done cool. so much for you internally. Like the messages and you know, like my following was growing and growing. Like I don't have a huge platform. I think we've got about 
2,000. Oh, I know, I know we've got about 2,700 <laughs> yeah. and something followers and, and maybe six or 700 on Facebook. Um, and like 25 on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I can't figure TikTok out. Yeah. Oh, I can't either, man. Yeah. I just thought, I just wanted the name. I just wanted to have the name in case I could figure it out at a later stage. Yeah. But, um, but like as the following was growing and everyday people were messaging me, uh, like everyday people were reaching out and, and saying me too, you know, this happened to me or this yeah. happened to my brother. And I was getting these intense stories. Um, some of them were heartbreaking, but, empowering yeah. like it was it was i was just like it was like i was just i became like a an outlet for people to just fucking like you know these people like i was getting messages from men saying i've never told anyone in my life but this happened to me man when i was xl years old and i've held it forever and wow. i'm so proud you're doing that i could never speak of it but go man please preach it to the world you know that's incredible like, wow thank you bro yeah yeah well you've but, you've um, that's that opening of, you know, you've opened the door for that person. You've given that person a platform to, to, to share it with another human being, something that he probably thought he was going to take to his grave. Right. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like yeah. just um, letting people know that it's uh, because in New Zealand, like no one's going to put their face to it, bro. No right. one's going to, and, and that's the problem. Like, uh, you know, like we need an advocate, bro. We need someone banging on the fucking oh, making noise. Like no one's doing it. People don't understand our statistics are getting worse and worse because our parents that haven't been abused don't even understand how fucking common it is to be abused. Right. You know, right. The people that were abused aren't saying they were abused. So no one fucking knows. Yeah. The predators, oh, they just keep going and going and going because they're like, this is the perfect working environment for me. No one's telling on me. Yeah. No one's, no one's, no one's, I'm, I'm, I'm getting away with it. Right. You know, if I was a drug dealer, and I had all the Harleys, I had all the fucking, the Camaros and the fucking Dodges. I, if I had it all, you know what I mean? Yeah. The jet skis, the wakeboard boats, the gold. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I was just slanging my drugs every day and no one was telling on me and I didn't get busted. I'd do that to the day I die. Of course. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. Well, that's it. Yeah. But, but when you see a dude, when you see a dude and he's got all of these, well, when the, when the public, not when I see a dude, but when the public see a dude behaving like that, not working, buying things that they can't afford on their $200,000 a year salary. Yeah. The alarm bells ring and that guy gets busted. Right. The cops are investigating those people because they're, they're, they're profiting. The cops are, the cops are onto those people, yeah. but the cops aren't onto the predators. Yeah. People exactly. aren't onto the predators. The predators just blend straight in. Yeah. Our, our silence is their biggest weapon, bro. And, and as you, you kind of alluded to this earlier, you talked about grooming, right? Like they, they, they almost, yep. you know, and that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll groom you to, to remain silent even before it happens. Yep. Right. So they build yep. this, they yep. build this trust in this. All up in there. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's really, really, um, I mean, it's sick and it's, it's an awful thing, but you're absolutely right. Like that is the, the perfect environment for, you know, somebody to continue to harm people to because yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. And then, and then you look at the fact, look at the fact that they, your, your chances of getting caught are fucking slim because the chances of the person saying anything now yeah. At the moment, if it happens once and they don't say anything, you've got them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be 20 years before they talk about it, like myself. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you've got the, you've got the fact that, um, no one's going to tell you, yeah, they're, they're not going to think you, you're, you're, you're getting away with it. Um, you've also got the fact that 
you know, in between that one that you're waiting 20 years for that person to finally blow the whistle, you're moving on to the next and the next and the next and the next. Yeah. No one's alerted to your, your behavior. Like there's no, there's, the, 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 when you get caught, that's what I was going to say. When you get caught, right. You get in New Zealand, it's a fucking joke. Yeah, is it, right? Um, three, three and a half years. Oh shit. Maybe, that's... maybe, maybe. Wow. For, for, you know, um, that's awful. Unless that's you've done a... it before, unless you've done it before, like, um, yeah. Uh, like a rape, our, our typical rape sentence is around three or four years. Yeah, and that's for like a for for a hardcore like a like an adult raping an adult. Yeah, you get three or four years. That's it. You know, huh? if you do it again, you might get nine. Yeah, if you're, if you're a bad motherfucker, anyway, you might get six or seven. Right, right. It's a joke, bro. Murder's like you only get about thirteen years for murder, bro. Here. Yeah, really. You get longer. The, the biggest the biggest sentences we dish out, bro, are for um for class a drug importers and class a drug manufacturers get the biggest legs in New Zealand. Is that right? I mean, well, the fact that, that these kind of offenders aren't getting, I mean, aren't, aren't getting like harsher punishment and, and, and the fact that they're getting away with it for so long. And, you know, as you said, like something happens, a person stays, remains quiet for 20 years. How many other people have been affected in those 20 years? And then when you're finally able to come out and talk about it, well, where's your evidence? And there's a whole, you yep. know, it's your word yep. against his. And, you know, it's a whole thing unless you've got, a, you know, a number of people that say, okay, me too, me too, me too. It's, it was all him. But, yep. you know, uh, and then if the, the sentence isn't harsh enough, well, what's the, what, what's deterring him from coming out and, and doing Nothing. the same thing, right? Like, and, and there's no, there's, there's not even a name and shame. So like, yeah, they get, they get name su suppression. They get name suppression through the whole process of their trial. And then, um, and, and there's just no media coverage on the fact that when they, when they finally get found guilty, they can, most of the time they hold that suppression. And then a lot of the time it stays suppressed because they might be a, a member of the church or they might be a school teacher. Or they might oh, be, yeah. You know, just, they might have this reason why, or they might, they might, the lawyer might be able to argue that this, their name being released is going to taint their family's reputation or their brother or their sister's company or their business or, you know, so a lot of the time we don't even get told that that have happened. That's awful. But, yeah. you know, it should be name and shame, bro. It should yeah. be name and shame, especially from the point of guilty, you're fucking done, mate. And, yeah. and if you've been convicted of it before, and you're, you're you're accused of it again. It should be out now, name and shame. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know for for for, for my offender, he left New Zealand um, in the mid nineties, and he went to Australia and he did it there. He got convicted of it there. He did a couple of three years jail there. Yeah, a couple of years jail there. Was was deported back to New Zealand. He did it again here. He did a short term of imprisonment. He was put on parole. He did it again. And he had three victims, one of the largest online collections and physical collections of child pornography oh, and, and material in, in, in New Zealand history. Uh, methamphetamine, firearms, like this cunt was fucking gone, mate. Wow. Um, and now he's been given a sentence that's called preventative detention, which means that you must do 15 years. And then after that 15 years, you are eligible for parole. But um, but by law, they can they can keep knocking you back and theoretically hold you in prison forever yeah okay but, but... one day they will release them uh, one day yeah. they will release them they do it they have to they because after after say 18 years if he's done all the programs if he's done everything they were asked, requesting right. of him they've got to give him a chance in the community yeah and in, at that point is he released as a as a registered offender or is it absolutely yeah yeah i mean at that point he would probably be put in a support house which would be some sort of um sort of flat 
kind of looking scenario in a house on prison property, perhaps, yeah. or, or um, a, a Department of Corrections property. Um, okay. You know, a high, high risk sort of halfway house, if you will, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's sort of what happened um, to our last sort of big serious offender. Yeah. He was released, and I think one of his conditions was he couldn't have a phone. And the house he was in was on prison property, and he was found with a phone. And then they just put him back into the maximum security again, and, and that's you. You breached it. You can't. And then and that guy won't be released. That other guy. Yeah. So once you do breach it, you're fucked. Well, um, but but that's that's too many. He's those. It's like six victims later. Exactly. Too many people later, have been though. affected. It's too many chances to give somebody like that, right? And yeah. not only that, but like the dude should be dealt with when he's when he's down and you know when he's behind bars like do yeah. guys get dealt with there like really no nah, bro they're protected they're a protected species because there's pedophiles mate yeah these are the ones that are going to clean the clean the screws offices bro yeah these are the ones that are going to have the cushy jobs bro these are the ones that the screws can trust to do their bitch boy chores right these are the motherfuckers that are making the screws coffees and stuff bro They've got their own unit. I know that wow. in Waikiria Prison in the Waikato, yeah. they had their own unit. I haven't been to prison since I was twenty-three, bro. I'm yeah. thirty-nine now, so I haven't been to prison for seventeen or eighteen years or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But when I was, they had their own unit, bro. That you couldn't get to them. Yeah. You couldn't fucking get to them. They went on protection. They went on what's called segregation in New Zealand. So yeah. Mainstream and segregation. Yeah. They would go on segregation, and then if anyone knew they were a pedophile, they would go on pre-segregation, which was mm. twenty-three hours voluntary in their cell with one hour by themselves in the yard. Oh, and they'd okay. do that, and then they get sentenced, and then they would go down to that camp, and there was a sixty-man unit that was full of the motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's and, uh... and, and they're just you can't you can't get to them, bro. Yeah, and then you get to them, and um, and and, and it's uh, yeah, they're just no, nah, they're protected. They're a protected species. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, literally, I, who, it's it's, who, it's fucked. It From is start fucked. to finish. They're protected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have protective custody here too, but people can still get people can still get to these guys, you know. Um, but yeah. you know, but like what you yeah. said there, it protected from start to finish. Like, yeah. It's from the first time they offend, you know, they've been protected by the, yep. by the, uh, by the, the, the system and by the, um, the victim as well. You know, they're, they, yeah. Uh, yep. Unfortunately. For, yeah. Yeah, it is, bro. It is. It's, it's exactly how it works because our silence is a, is a survivor or the victim, you know, um, our silence protects them at the start. Yeah. And then, then they move through and if they are prosecuted or if they are arrested, the police then protect them yeah. by not releasing their name or the court, the court system yeah. protects them by not releasing their name to the general public. And then, and then, and then it stays like that. And then, um, and then they go into prison and the prison or the department of corrections protects them from the other inmates yeah. Yeah. to the point where they have their own unit. Yeah. They should be, and, and, and you can't. So you could you could say if I was on segregation yeah. and you were on mainstream, yeah, you can go, oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm worried for my safety on mainstream. I need to go into segregation. And, and they put you onto segregation. You play up in there. You're, you're not going to, you're not, they, if you, they know. So they're like, yeah. no, 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 hold on a minute, Chris. You're full of shit. Yeah. You're not scared for your life. Nothing's going wrong for you here. You're trying to get over there to fucking do a hit on that car. Yeah. Nah, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or what they'll do is they'll say, okay, Chris, we're going to send you to protection yep. or segregation. And now we're going to put, we're going to put the two pedophiles that we had in the yard. We're going to put them on pre-segregation. So you can't get to them anyway. Yeah. And then we're going to leave you stuck where you don't want to be. Cause all your mates are over in mainstream. Right. 
but we're going to, because you come over to try and do a hit, we're going to leave you over there. We're just going to fuck with yeah. you. And we're going to keep protecting the pedophiles. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Because it's a lot of paperwork. You think about yeah. it, man, it's easier for them to do that. The paperwork involved in, Parkinson's, in, in a huge incident, it's, it's just, it, it, you know, and, and the, the unfortunate thing is, is these pedophiles are old. It's not young. I mean, there are young ones in there, but sure. your textbook typical, they're going to get away with lying to you. Oh, I'm here for burglary or I'm here for car Yeah. Um, because they look like us, yeah, you know, because they're young sexual offenders. The old ones, fuck these cunts, fucking, you know, they're Montgomery Burns looking people, bro. They're old, yeah, because yeah. they've finally been busted, they've finally been convicted, yeah, 50 years or 30, 40 years after they're offending. But they're old men, bro, right? So the thing is, is they need to protect them because if you hit them and they fall on the ground, they'll probably fucking die, yeah. Again, too much paperwork, yeah, so just keep them separated, yeah. which is shit. Which is shit. It is, yeah. I mean, just the idea of protecting somebody like that—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I know it's the, that's the that's the like they have to do that, but you know, it's 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 a shame that they have to do that. That that you know, people like that should be given special treatment. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. let's get back to yeah. um <laughs> the walk because uh, yeah. we could yeah. go on about yeah, this forever. So, so, yeah, but so, what I wanted to ask about is um. So on your walk, um, like you're putting in like hours and hours a day. Um, what, what are you going through every day? Like it, it, you, you said it's like a, it was like a healing journey for you almost. Right. And so yeah, yeah. are you, um, is it like, so I, I, I've, I've wondered about this and I've wanted to ask, is it like, do you, are you in almost like a walking meditation through this sort of thing? Like, is it a, an introspective, <laughs> like, Notice the world around me, but much, yeah? yeah, 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 pretty much, bro. On some days, absolutely, bro. Like, the day would finish, and I'd be like, Hold on a minute, I just fucking walked 45k's. What actually happened today? Yeah, and I'll have to like look back at my phone. I'll go, Oh, that's right, I took a photo there, I took a photo there, yeah, I took a photo there. Oh, yeah, I put I posted that because you're just, yeah, and then other days, um. Other days, you'd be quite aware of what you're doing. And it wasn't more like a meditation. It was more of like a, I'm a man on a mission, you know, you'd be fucking, yeah. you know, sort of like you'd be, you'd be embracing the um, physicality of it, okay. not the spirituality of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was, it was just so many magic moments, like um, on so many different levels, you know, like uh, walking along and I just start laughing, like, like hysterically laughing, just going what are you doing? Like talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever. What, what are you up to, bro? Like, look at you go. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, oh, and I'd laugh about it, you know? And then, um, and then there were things that I really wanted to sit with, you know? So there were um, specific things that I wanted to bring into my mind, mm -hmm. sit with, and let go. So I did a lot of crying too, bro. I did a lot of thinking and and I'd just walk along, bro, and I'd just be thinking about something and I'd just let it just just let it happen. Instead of like, you know, like when you cry, I think like sometimes, you know, when we get upset, when we think about it, we, we a couple of tears will come out and then we sort of try and, okay, uh, I'll, I'll move on from feeling that rawness. Yeah. I'll move on from that now and I'll, I'll wipe my eyes and I'll blow my nose and, and I'll carry on not you know I'll, I'll pull myself together mm -hmm. so instead of doing that just keep fucking crying like just keep thinking about that and and fucking just 
get it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there were times where I guess I'd be, there'd be five, 10 minutes of me just walking down. People must have thought I was fucking crazy. <laughs> um, you know, walking down the road, just bawling my eyes out, bro. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, wiping the shit off my face and still walking and well what a release though right know, like part of it yeah oh bro you know and then just like the sights because you know like i mean you're driving in the car and you drive past the new zealand we've got some beautiful mountains we've got some beautiful rivers yeah. we've got some beautiful shit <laughs> um but when you're in the car bro it's like oh there it is oh it's gone yeah you know um when you're walking like um a spot in the North Island. We've got a big mountain in the middle called Mount Ruapehu and um, Mount Tongariro. Um, walking along a road called the Desert Road, and it's where the army train, and it's quite desolate. There's just sort of tussock and okay. just rolling country. Yeah, um, real grey. Um, and, and the mountains are right there, right covered, enough covered in snow yeah. and that. All fucking day, bro. It's all like lunchtime. Just look up like that, and and there were these fucking mountains right there, like all day. It's all about lunchtime. Yeah. And then they were beside me for until like the afternoon. And then even at the end of that day, when I got to where I was going, I just had to turn around a little bit and they were, they were there, you know? So I was with them all day. Wow. That makes sense. Like just yeah. in that moment, you know? Yeah. You can really that, take that it in. That was buzzing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And then the rivers, cause we've got so many, especially in the South Island, we've got some of the most beautiful clear water you've ever seen. Yeah. And so, these bridges, when you're driving, you're just over a bridge or whatever, you know, and, and, and you, you don't, it's not, when you're walking over these bridges, for one, you got to wait till there's no cars because, uh, yeah, some of our bridges are dodgy, man. Yeah. Um, but then you get to the middle of the bridge and I'd like stop and stand up on the rail and just look at it and, you know, and there'd be this clear, beautiful river. I'd look one way and there'd be mountains mm -hmm. in the South Island, there'd be mountains and bush and, and this river, you know, and I'd be like, fuck, that's beautiful. And then I'd go over to the other side of the road and I'd look and there'd be this beautiful, clear river and then there'd be the, the, the coast, you know, the, the ocean. And I'd just like, wow, yeah, wow, you know, like, you know, and then sometimes I'd, I'd hop off the road and I'd go and sit down on the side of these little rivers and streams and shit and just chill you know and, and and just and and have a sandwich or something or whatever and right it was just it was yeah it was next level bro it's, it's hard yeah. to explain it's it was real you know um and you couple those amazing um moments with nature and those amazing moments with yourself mm -hmm. uh, with the amazing messages so you'd sit down at this beautiful place with this beautiful feeling and you just everything and then you check your phone and there's like four or five messages from people just you know with these amazing positive affirmations about what you're doing yeah. and, and how proud they are they're just strangers whatever and you're just like whoa i'm just you just turn into a big fuzzball bro you're really <laughs> it, you <laughs> that's know? amazing i mean it's a great i it, it sounds like such a such a healing journey and like really really like puts the world into perspective and and really like i like the idea of like kind of a walking meditation sometimes but then other times a real physical outlet like you're you're and then and then the crying and the laughing and the all you're really you're you're allowing yourself to go through all the emotions fully without any yeah. without any expectation or without anybody any fear of judgment because i hey i'm just in my zone i'm in my lane doing my thing and i can laugh i can cry i can you know, I can smile, I can, you know, I can be pissed off, I can, you know, whatever it is that you need to go through, you had the time and the space to really do that and go through it. And I, I feel like that would be such a life altering achievement. Wow. Yeah, like it was um, just and that's what it was. There's a lot of things I need to process away from my wife, away from my children. Right. Because 
that was one of the negative things, you know, like you you, you go to therapy, bro, and you you hit some raw shit, and then you come home, and you're angry for no reason, yeah. bro. Well, you know why you're angry because yeah. you're fucking thinking about that fucked up yeah. shit. So you, you you're being grouchy with the missus, or you're being grouchy with the kids, or you or for me, I'm a big detacher, bro. So I'm a bed, or I'm just fucking, I'm just yeah, I'm not there. Yeah. You know what I mean, bro. So um, to 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 be able to do all that processing, you know. Um, I think there was just I, I I really think I got the I got the biggest chunk of shit out of me, bro. Definitely. Yeah. Um and then the physical challenge as well, bro, because I'm just a carpenter. So I've never been to the gym, bro. I've never, you know, like when I went to jail, I used to do some press-ups or some sit-ups or whatever. Yeah. Nothing really, you know. I never got ripped with the jail body or nothing like most dudes uh-huh. do. I'm a bit of a lazy guy, bro, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> So you know the the actual physical challenge of walking yeah. that far was 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 awesome as well. What the return I got because I was like you know like yeah, fuck I can do it. You right. Know? Like, um. I, one day I walked I walked fifty seven k's, bro, just under ten hours. Wow. You know like yeah. that's that's you know like and that was my personal best fifty seven k's. Um, that's wild. I did forty three or forty four. Um, in the pouring rain. So oh, like yeah. literally from the moment I got up in the morning, it was just pouring with rain. I put wet weathers on, bro, or day glow, you know, sort of like road worker looking yeah. stuff. Put those on, which I had with me the whole time, um, which I had to wear probably six or seven times, yeah. I guess. It's quite lucky with the weather. Yeah. But yeah, on that day, man, it just did not stop all day, wow. bro. And by lunchtime, my like everything was soaked through. And Well, but, like, yeah, I mean... But that's a real test of character right there, right? It's like, you know, I'm not going to let the, I'm not going to take a day off because of the weather. This is my mission. I'm, I'm, I've got a goal and I'm going to meet that goal. And I think like you're talking about this, it it being a physical, a physical challenge for you and something that you truly um, believe in, that you feel supported in and that you feel like is very therapeutic that kept driving you to say, you know what? Okay, it's pissing rain on me all day. The blisters are like, you know, are 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 unreal today. Oh, the like, oh, yeah. you know, my feet are cut up, my shins hurt, my, you know, but I'm still doing it and I can do it. And I think that those yeah. tests, those little they're not little tests. Those big tests really show yeah. what kind of a heart we have and what kind of like um belief in ourselves. It it it, it we really get to yeah. grow there and to say, you know, I I know I can do this and nothing's going to stop me. Absolutely. And it's like, I think any survivor of, of, of trauma, you know, childhood trauma, be it physical, be it sexual, whatever, can relate to this statement. You know, it's like, it's nothing compared to what we've been yeah. through. You know what I mean? Mentally, yeah. mentally, we're still here now, bro. Yeah. So mentally, we're on our, we, we are actually, and, and, and in our hearts as well, we're fucking strong. Bro. Yeah. We're real strong. Because there's so many of us that aren't here now. You're right. You know what I mean? Right. So like, um, it's kind of like good because you're like, Burr. and that's that's what I used. I thought, fuck man, what happened? You could you you handled that like this is literally a walk in the park, <laughs> yeah. but it's not the park, but it's literally a walk. Yeah. You know what I mean, bro? Like, yeah. And, and yeah, like, and it's just the blisters. Oh, bro, the blisters were intense, man. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine, man. I. But I mean, that that's it, it shows the mental and physical fortitude. And I really like that, that, you know, that that self-talk that we have uh, with our, you know, internally with ourselves as we're going through something that's that may be physically challenging, that that reassurance and that 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 little voice in our head that says, 
you've been through much worse than this. This is, this is like you said, this is a walk in the park compared to what you've been through. So just keep looking forward, keep taking that next step. All, all that matters is the next step right now. And, and, you know, eventually you get to, you, you get to that marker that you need to. And, um, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you for doing that, man. And I'm so like, I, I, I'm just like elated hearing about that because it sounds like such a, um, you know, such a, such an awe inspiring and, and, and like transformational journey that, um, that Mm. allowed you, as I, as I said before, you know, it allowed you the time and the space to really be with yourself. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, Anybody who's been through anything and, and addictions, especially uh, as a result of things we've gone through in our in our childhoods, <clears throat> when we get out of those addictions and when we when we start to get healthy and get our head right, we really have to get to know each, get to know ourselves again, right? Like, and I, and yeah. I think that that's a hard thing for a lot of people because we we live in like our our addict world as like as somebody who we're not truly like, we're not that person. And we lose such, you know, we lose touch of really the essence of who we are and, and, and that we are a good person and we may have made bad decisions, but we're deserving of love. We're deserving of self-love and self-compassion and, and all these things. And um, to really, to have that, you know, that time and space to really get to know yourself again and get acquainted with sort of like, the new Sam, right? Like this is like, you yeah. know, and, and yeah, really yeah. settle in with yeah. that person, with that new person. And I, I, I love it, man. It sounds, it sounds so transformational and so amazing. Um, I just think it's amazing. Oh man, it, it was, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a once in a lifetime sort of thing. Um, but here's this like recovering meth addict. I've got over 68, I think it is 68 convictions um, in the criminal courts. I've been in prison six times, um, five different or four different boys' homes. I'm sorry, yeah, four different boys' homes. But I have no education whatsoever. And here's this dude, this Sam, this guy Sam, bro. And I go to Parliament, to New Zealand Parliament building. I meet with the Minister for Domestic Violence and Sexual Harm Prevention. I meet with her. I sit in her fucking office, bro. I go out the front. We do a Facebook Live on the Parliament steps. Like that's amazing. This guy yeah. did that. Like that's phenomenal. Or a lot of people sort of put it out at the start of my thing, you know, and I, I, I heard it a lot and I, I realized that, yeah, I am actually, this is what I'm doing. And it was that I'm, I'm, I'm doing the walk before I did the talk. Okay. So I, I walked the country and yeah, it was for me, but I didn't realize how much it was going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Now I could have done it without social media. I would have got the same result. I feel the same right yes. now. Um, but I wouldn't have spread this awareness and created this whole thing that I've got going now, you know, and that's like, that's the ultimate. And the walk gave me credibility. Yes. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be gaining the traction I'm gaining if I was just telling my story before I fucking walked up the whole country yeah. and laid out my, and made myself vulnerable and, 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 you know, and let people know that I'm not here for fundraising. I was not, you know, people say, oh, it's a fundraising walk. You're doing a fundraising walk. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm doing an awareness walk. I don't want your money. Yeah. Yes, I had to give a little. And, and yet we we received um about $8,600. And I'm deeply grateful. Yeah. I also invested about 14 or 16 of our own money into it as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it was never about money. 
but those donations helped us get sort of the last bucket and quarter of the job sure. done. So we're so grateful for those. Yeah. But, you know, like it was never a fundraiser and I'm never going to be that guy that's going to ask you, Joe Public, for money because there's so many people doing that. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing that. And it's like I understand that um, things cost money and your energy and your time and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, you know, like, can we not get to the point where if we're all trying to get the same thing and not work against each other and not compete with each other, can we not all still create the same effect? You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Like yeah. I don't feel I don't feel that um financial like we what would I do with money if I if I said, Hey look, sexual abuse is a huge problem, blah 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 blah. Donate to me. I'd need millions before I could do it an effective marketing campaign. Yeah. I'd need hundreds of thousands, you right. know. It costs twenty five thousand for one person to walk up the country for two and a bit months. Yeah. You know, so like it for me it's this, you know, it's 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 social media, it's just keep just keep talking and that I think also to be fair, um, without sounding like a dick, I think that adds to my authenticity as well. Yeah. And and to the um and to the authenticity of what I'm actually trying to do. Because yeah. I'm not trying to gain any money out of it, you know what I mean? Um I'm sure, like, I've got another walk coming up in August, um, and, and yeah, I will be um, approaching local businesses, and I will be approaching, um, like, sort of corporates as well within the country and trying to get a couple of sponsors. Okay. But I'm not, again, I won't be asking for much. Just some running costs, man, just sort of five or ten grand. For sure. You know, it's not like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking... And I don't want to ask of much more. You well, know? you're not profiting from it. You're 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 funding the walk and the the things that go along with it. Funding your market. That's I am the marketing campaign. Yeah, eh, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and the services are there. The services are there with with male survivors out here or in New Zealand. The services are there. They're free. Yeah. The government are funding these services. The one thing that's not happening is no one's putting a face to their name and saying, "Hey, you can get the help. This is where you go." Right. We're waiting for people to we're waiting for people to pick up the phone or start googling and 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 that's where I think awareness and education. Well, we well if we're waiting for people to come in, then we're fucking creating more problems. Yes, you know we need to be banging on drums. We need to be telling people, talking to people, spreading the word, making people understand that this what's this is what's happened. This is what happens. Um, this is where we're at as a country with right. it. Um, we have. We have the support networks because everyone's scared of the mental health system here as well because it is failing. Yeah. But there are there are all these core core problems like sexual and, and, and domestic violence. There are courses available. There are people providing services. There is free uh, mental health service around those, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I really love the fact that you're um you're putting your face to the cause and that you're you know what I mean? You're authentically showing up and you know, not fearing the judgment of others and really being that person who can openly and honestly share about what's gone on and what problems are there and, you know, giving those people an outlet and uh, and the information that they, that they need so they don't have to go through what some of us have had to go through and what you've had to go through, right? Exactly, bro. Yeah, like, I mean, they just need to know, like, and that's that's my whole mission now. So I've done... Um, last uh, a few weeks ago, now I did a, a um, what's called I think over there it might be called intentional peer support. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
uh, in Canada, um, which is an American sort of module. But uh, we've they've rejoined it over here to match a bit more to work a bit better for New Zealand, and it's called Purposeful Peer Support. So I just did a week training course. I did some online training, and I did the week practical course there on that. Um, I've got in May. I've got a group. Um, practical peer support group training so that I can take um, facilitate groups okay um, you know I'm just trying to I'm just trying to like just level up yeah. bro um, been doing some public speaking um, spoke yesterday to an, and got some amazing feedback you know we've got a website just like just trying to like anything and everything like I'll talk to yeah. anyone and um and, and I don't care like if you're in a sport because it's all fucking relevant, man. Like I spoke to a group uh, at my mate's um construction uh, at a place where he works a couple of weeks ago, and there might have been twenty five odd people in the room, and um and I asked and, and I, I I didn't feel like a lot of them felt I was relevant, you know um you know the whole sexual abuse thing. I didn't think I had them felt I had them engaged. Anyway, I asked how many of them were parents, and and, and most of the yeah. hands went up. And then I said, okay, how many of you have talked to your kids about keeping themselves sexually safe and about sexual abuse, et cetera, et cetera? One put his hand up. I said, okay, so I am relevant. Right. My conversation is relevant. Yeah. And here it is. Because you as parents now have an obligation to break the cycle by making sure your children have the tools and the knowledge to keep themselves safe from, and it's not stranger danger. Yeah. 90% of the time, it's, it's, it's a fucking family member, if not a family friend. Yes. A randomized, randomized attacks are, 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 are very, very slim. You know, we're talking one in 10 might be a randomized right. attack. Otherwise, it's your next door neighbor or it's your uncle. Or it's I'm, it's sad to say it, but it's your auntie or your yep. mother or your father. It's your brother. It's your sister. Yeah. It's yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it's a, you know, so if you're not as a, as a, even as a parent, you know, if you've got um daughters and sons, you know, you need to be making sure that they know what's what's appropriate, what's yes. not, what's what's you know, because that happens a lot. Like I hear a lot of that from females being raped by their brothers, and it's yeah. like, it's yeah, it's 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 far too common, um, and and the fact that it goes on at all is is awful, and it's it's really uh, twisted. But um, the fact is, it is going on, and the awareness needs to be there, right? Yep. So we've got to deal with it. We've got to be aware of it. We've got to be educated around it. We've got to educate our children. It's, it's, and I mean, it's not fucking rocket science, yeah. bro. I mean, we have to teach our kids way harder things in life, man. Way yes. harder things. This is an easy one. When you think about it, it's, it's an awkward conversation, but it's quick, easy, yep. done. Do you know what I mean? When you do, if you're, if you're, if you're a couple, if you're in a, still in a, um, in a, a you know, a mum, dad and children environment right. at home, which you know not everyone is, but if you're, then you've got you've got your partner to bounce yep. off. You know what I mean. You you can you can do it together. Yeah. Um, even if you're a single dad, you may have a sister or a, or a female friend. If you've got daughters, you, there's you've got resources For there, sure. man. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't tell me you don't have someone else if you're not comfortable trying to do it yourself with your children. You know, but it's just a, it's an easy combo. It's fucking going to be way harder to teach them how to drive. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be way harder watching them go off to college, though, or, or what, you know what I mean? It's gonna be way harder than actually moving out of yeah. home. You know, it, it, all of those things are gonna be way more upsetting and way more harder to navigate than this simple conversation about your body's sacred, um, your 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 private parts or your genitalia yeah. is yours. It's special. Yeah. No one's to see it. You're not to see anyone right. else's. There shouldn't be any, you know, um, just defining that sexual interaction and letting yeah. them know. And also, you know, um, also with the, 
the secrets and the things like that, yeah. you know, like if, if, if you don't like the way, you know, or you just, just all sorts, man, like letting them know that their instincts, trust their instincts. If Uncle So-and-so seems like a bit of a weirdo, tell me you think he's a yeah. weirdo because, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're feeling something. Yeah. You know, you're, something's not wrong with this, or my new teacher, or my PE teacher, yeah. or I feel I feel funny at home. Okay, boom. Well, we need to, you know, you can identify Definitely. that. You know that because you're you you you've taught them to trust their instincts and trust their feelings and not not put themselves in situations where they don't feel safe and comfortable. Exactly. You know? So they're not going to go to the locker room with the PE coach when none of the other girls are there at the back because they already know he's a bit of right. a weirdo. You know, they're going to avoid that scenario and be like, no, they're going to know they're in yeah. danger. But, you know, without the knowledge and the, the, the awareness, the uh, education, in your heart of hearts, you know it's not right. Yes. But you're so fucking scared. No one's told you it's not right. This cunt's telling you it is right or it's normal or they're not telling you fucking yeah. anything. You know, so deep down inside, you know something's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But you don't have the tools. You haven't been given the tools to do anything yeah. about it, you know? For sure. Well, you know, like we we tell our kids to wear seatbelts. You know, we teach our kids manners. We we tell them, you know, like simple things, simple, exactly. look both ways before you cross the street. Those are all safety things that should be part of yeah. that conversation, you know, as easy as that conversation, right? Because it's about safety and it's about, um, you know, and I like what you talked about. Um, it's about communication and being able to uh, safely communicate how you feel. And, um, you know, we try to do that at home mm -hmm. a lot with our kid. It's not you know, it's not like it doesn't matter. You know, he comes home from school. It's like, how was your day? How did you feel about your day? Not what did you do today? It's like, how did you feel? Because we want to get to promote that conversation about expressing emotions and that being normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, bro. Yeah. Just making it because I guess we grew up. I know I grew up and it was like I was had no validation right. as a child. Shut your yeah. mouth. Shush. Yep. You know, like you, you have zero input. Like, yeah. You, you shush, pretty much, you know, where I think there's a needs to be, and there is happening, especially with, um, you know, for parents around our age yeah. now, um, is this whole change. And it's like, well, what do you want? You know, like, well, how do you feel? Yeah. You know, what's going on for you, mate? Not, not nah, get your ass back to school or get your, no, you're doing this. It's why not? What's, what's going right. on, man? How come you don't want to go do that? Or how come you don't want to go to your buddies this weekend or whatever yep. it may be? actually validating the way they feel and the way they're acting and, and, and just acknowledging yeah. them. So you know? important. And it's so easy. Because you would if it was your of wife. Course. You know, if it was your wife and, 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 and you know what I mean? She's like, I was that way. Oh, shit. Oh, why, babe? What's wrong? You're upset. Yeah. Like, and you're going to try and talk because you're trying to, trying to make things sweet yeah. with her. Well, you need to do that with your kids too so that everyone's being validated, eh? And, 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 every, and you know where everyone's at because otherwise you've got this child that's just, going through the motions and they're completely disconnected and you're completely disconnected because that's the best way to put up what, what the, the term it really is disconnection yes. and that's what i had disconnected right. parents completely disconnected mm -hmm. emotionally physically uh, emotionally and, and and you know and, and mentally they were disconnected yep. from us yeah you know uh, same scenario for me and, and and my parents and uh it, it's and and then you know then we have to learn these things later on in life and it's uh those are those are hard skills to learn on our own as adults, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, uh, so I think it's it's just you know fantastic. I, I'm I'm like thrilled to um to like 
continue to follow along with your journey. And, you know, I'm excited for your next walk and I, I can't wait to, to see what that's like and, and, and chat with you more about that. But, uh, you know, if people are, um, you know, looking to, uh, to find out more or, you know, maybe ask some questions, um, where can people find you online, your, you know, website, uh, in, uh, social media pages, um, yeah, so we're, we're uh, it's the road to healing out here. Or um, we're on YouTube. We've got um, we put up all our podcasts and stuff and interviews and things on it on YouTube. Um, we have a website www.theroadtohealing. Um, we have a Instagram. We have a Facebook. We have a TikTok. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, and through through me, I can direct you, and through my website as well, you can be directed if you're in New Zealand to the support services required. Um, you know, and um, you can also through my website, you can book to have me. Uh, you can register to have me come in and speak to your sports club, or your your work group, or your church, or fuck your bikey club. Sure, that's what you want. Like I, I am willing to come and yeah. talk to anyone, anywhere, um, to, to help have this conversation. You know, mums groups, all about it. You know, um, it, whatever. Yeah. You know, um. Whatever, whatever, and whoever I need to speak to to, to raise awareness because it is to everybody, right. then um, you know I'm there. So please register, register on there, and and I'll come and have a chat for you. Um, you know, if you need just if you just need someone to just bounce a couple of chats yeah. off, DM me on Instagram, man. Like, you know, it's it's um, I know how hard it is, and and this is why I'm doing this. This is what this is what I want to be doing. I want to be reaching out. I want to be. I want to be um, someone that anyone can reach out to, and and I can offer um, support. I can offer uh, resources, um, and I can offer hope. Yeah, because there is hope. There is. Man. Oh, and you're living proof of that. I mean, and, and you know, I will. I will link all those. Um, all those outlets and and the the ways to reach you. I'll link all of that in the show notes to make it easy for people to access. Um, and I think it's fantastic yes, that you're, that you're kind of being that beacon for people and, and that you're, you're really open to sharing this. And, and I love that you're, you know, you're not targeted to one audience because it is an all encompassing problem. And, and I think that's, that's so important and so fantastic that you're, um, that you're, you know, you're open to whoever needs to hear it because, uh, even in those, yep. even in those rooms where you think, oh, this is not the right crowd there, you're, you, you'd be surprised. I think sometimes, as you said, the information is landing on the right set of ears. Um, sometimes when we don't even know, we don't even know it. Right. So, I mean, I think it, the, yep. the louder we can speak and the more we can get our voices out there and be heard and seen, uh, sharing about these things and, and giving people, as you said, that little piece of hope that they may need to, to pull themselves out of the dark hole that they have been living in uh, and, and may currently be living in. Because um, I know, you know, for me, that's what I needed to see somebody else on the other side of it and said, you know, if he, I can do it, I can do it too. Just like you said about, um, you know, about the guy who rode his bike, you know, yeah, exactly. We need right. we need that, right? Yeah, People saying exactly, if if these guys can do it, then I can do it. And you know, um and I think that's what that's what it's about and that you know, the more momentum, you know, we can get as advocates out there um for abuse, mental health, addictions, whatever it may be, um you know, the 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 closer we come to breaking 
that cycle and and changing as a culture. So, you know, man, I, yeah, I just, I appreciate everything that you're doing, man. And, uh, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I've been really looking forward to this for a long time and, you know, to actually get some, some real conversation in, it's been a, it's been my absolute pleasure, man. And, uh, you know, I love what you're doing. I just, uh, I I really look forward to, uh, everything that's to come. And I know that, um, many people out there, uh, who hear this message, are going to resonate with it. And, you know, it's my hope that it lands on the right set of ears and eyes out there this episode and that, you know, uh, we've done our part in, in kind of raising awareness and, and starting that conversation. So thank you, man. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate it. Like, um, it's platforms like this, you know, um, you know, and, and there's, and this, this instant brotherhood, yeah. you know, like, um, as you find each other you're just like you're drawn to each other and it's a genuine connection and it's and it's and it's through the want of nothing else but for the fucking better of our brothers yes. eh? and even our sisters out there yeah. so so i truly thank you bro for for giving me your time man and, and, and popping me on the pod i appreciate it heaps and um and yeah if anyone needs me man i'm you know the links will be there i'm, I'm here for you and um and, and it ain't weak to speak brothers like keep keep going you know there is hope like Fuck, man! I never thought I'd be here. It just you, the the more you do it, the more you the you know. Every time you speak up, it gets easier. Every every one of these dudes, like Chris, like um, myself, like so many other people on the social media, you start following these dudes that are doing positive, good shit, and you start unfollowing the other crap, yeah. man. Start unfollowing that unreal shit. Start following these dudes, man, and and you're gonna find. That you're gonna feel better about yourself. It's gonna empower you, and, and and you know, like you don't have to, you don't have to be a victim. You can be a survivor, and then you can be a thriver. And that's where I'm at. I'm thriving, and I want you all to be there as well. So, I appreciate it, brother. I really do, man. Thank you so that's much. That's amazing, man. Thank you so much, and you have a great day.